Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. Today uh, we have a, a guest I'm, I'm really excited to have on. Donnie Pennington is with us. And um, all of the guests, uh, except for, the, for the, the guys that are kind of already in the baseball field, um, but all the guests on this show came to me uh, in one way, shape, or form, is because they shared a story about um, th- their baseball journey with their son. And that's the purpose of our podcast, is really to share these experiences. Um, because the one thing that came through when I talked to dads is most dads think they're the only ones going through it, or the only ones that made that mistake, or their sons are the only ones that are feeling the way that they're feeling. And I'm on the other side talking to all the dads and getting all the emails, and I'm trying to say, hey, you're not the only one. And um, and Donnie's story was just just really uh, uh, gripped me, and uh, I asked him to come on and, and share it with us. So Donnie, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Tell us about your son, and tell us what you got going on. Well, I've I've been coaching high school baseball for the last nine years. Uh, varsity coach for the last six. Coached my son through you know when he started at five six years old, and played college baseball myself. And my wife's a college athlete, so. As far as athletics, you know, I felt like I had a pretty grip, good grip on how to how to raise my children and how to prepare them for athletics. And so, a little bit of history on myself: my son's now 17 years old, a high school junior, um, pitcher, third baseman, uh, with aspirations of playing in college. So, um, that's kind of the the background of everything in our life currently. Mm-hmm. And so you had shared with me a story uh, about you and your son, kind of a pivotal moment. Uh, tell us that story. Tell us what happened. Well, I, I remember like it was yesterday. It was April 17th of 2015. My son came to me after a game and said, Dad, I just don't love playing baseball anymore. And mm-hmm. as a father and a coach, you know, I was sick to my stomach, my heart sunken into my chest. And I'm thinking, what, what have I done? You know, how how could this happen to me? You know, here I'm a high school varsity coach. I coach kids. I, I feel like I knew how to keep the fire burning, the intensity of the game, and the love for the game. Or, you know, had I messed up completely, you know. So right. as I went home, I, you know, I went and kind of isolated myself for a couple hours and and tried to figure out what went wrong. What did I do? Did I, you know, did I push him too much? Um, did we start too early? And... Um, here he is, a 15-year-old freshman who was a starter on the mound. He had dominated on the mound. He pitched a little varsity. Um, I was I was just confused, you know, how yeah. how, how my son could could lose passion for a game that he's really good at. And as as I sunk deeper, just thinking about it, you know, I 
I, like I said, I was so curious. I stopped at starting too early. And, you know, as I, as I prayed and, you know, just tried to figure out what, what, what to do, cause I knew the next 48 hours in my mind was probably going to be a huge pivotal point in the direction of his future. You know, how to, how, how was I going to react as a father? How was I going to react as a coach? You know, on, cause, you know, the reason we coach sometimes is, the opportunity to be able to be with our child. And, you know, if my son's not playing baseball, is it going to change my career? You know, and so right. it, was, it was a huge part of my life. Um, and that, ne- that night I went to bed with a lot, you know, just thinking about it and uh, woke up the next day trying to figure out how to handle it, the situation. Um, and I realized I woke up that morning and I thought, I've I've spent the last seven, eight years, weekends and in the gym and everywhere, everything we did was revolved around athletics. There was no, there was no father-son time other than practices or baseball or games or events or it was never a relaxed moment. It was always some form of getting better, competition and preparing. You know, we didn't go hunt, we didn't go fish, we didn't go do any of those things. And our you know, I felt like our relationship, which, you know, there was lots of love, but it was all built around sports, you know, and I'm not saying it was completely wrong, but I feel like we were one-dimensional, and that that relationship was just built on success. I mean, you know, when you're, those those nights and days when you ride home in the car and, and there wasn't success, and it's a quiet ride home. You know, right. because he's frustrated and he's upset and I'm frustrated and, and, you know, I think my parent, parenting skills and my coaching skills were wrong. And, and I think one of the biggest struggles as a coach dad is that we struggle to leave it on the, on the field, you know, and when we get in the car, it, it doesn't become a player, it becomes our son. And, it, it, we struggle with that, and we take it to the house, we take it to dinner, and all of a sudden we're not talking to each other all night because he's mad at me and I'm frustrated with him. And, um, you know, that was that, that was the situation that had happened back on that day. And um, we came out of it, and I think a lot of it was, was open communication and and being able to go and do other things and and just it it really strengthened our relationship because of that eye-opening experience that had happened yeah well i just want to go back and point out a couple things first of all you know it's it's such a unique um position And, and i've experienced it myself where you know you 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 go from one area of your life where you're helping people figure things out, right? You're coaching people and you're guiding people. And we know, right, a high school baseball coach is, is much less about the X's and O's of skills of baseball than it is, you know, raising great men, you know, being their father for that few hours of the day. So you're like, you know, this father to this group of kids and their leader. Then you kind of come home and sometimes you're like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody with their uh, uh, with, with their problem. I come home and and I've got the same problem, or I've got something. And so it's a, it's a very it's a very interesting situation. I think a lot of coaches face with their family. You know that I don't think someone who's an accountant 
you know, uh, faces because, you know, their kids don't go to accounting tournaments, <laughs> you know, and come back and, and you know, and it's so closely held together that there's, that there's different, you know, there's different levels of, of involvement. So it, it's a challenging thing to, to really play in those both worlds. But the, the second thing I don't want to gloss over is something that I know every parent here is struggling is that you said flat out your quote was, I was wrong. And first of all, I admire that. I, I really do. I know the courage it takes to, to, to say that and to admit that, especially to share that story. So I appreciate that because I know that's going to help a lot of dads. Um, I'm just on the phone with dads all day long and, and I could hear it in their voice. I hear it in their tears when they come out where, you know, uh, uh, they think that, oh man, I made this mistake and I was wrong. It's hard to admit that and it's hard to accept it. It's hard to deal with it and it's hard to turn it around. You know, what, what, give us some of the things that, that, well, just before I go forward, every dad, we're all, we all screw up. We all screw up. No, nobody, nobody, you know, there's no textbooks that we can follow this. It's not like, you know, learning to throw a curveball. There aren't steps to it. You know, it's every kid's different. Every father's different. Every family's different. Relationship is different. And we, we all screw up. We're all doing the best that we can. But what are some of the things, Diane, that you did specifically to kind of say, hey, let's push pause on some of this baseball stuff and let's move into other areas? You know, I, some of the things that, like I said, we, we, we took up other hobbies. You know, if it was, he loved to fish or loved to hunt or, you know, things that myself really didn't like to do, but I, I felt like it was important to him to do something else. Did he choose those things? You know? Did did he yeah. want to choose? Did yeah. he specifically say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those those are things that he chose, you know, that, hey, Dad, I really like doing this stuff. And, you know, we we I found myself instead of saying, hey, let's go hit, it was, hey, let's let's go out and fish. You know, and right. in, 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 in the past, it had been, hey, let's go hit, let's go take ground balls or that for, that sort of thing. And, and you know, what's funny about the whole thing is is that as I look back, his, he worked hard, but he didn't have a passion for working hard. And, and it's completely opposite now. Now it's, there's a lot of times he does all this stuff on his own, you know, he, and he drives, so it does make it different, but, you know, that, that turn of events, I feel like, really made him a, a better player as well because at this point, because he really was able to separate everything and, it, and the passion came back. Um, and, and, a hard, and just a hard work ethic, you know, from, from this whole situation. And, you know, one thing we changed was is that after the game, after I talked, had a team talk, I wasn't his coach anymore. I was just going to be his dad, you know, and right. it was just going to be a, hey, good game, you know, just good job. You get some things. We'll get it fixed, you know, and it was it was more of that rather than, well, you didn't backhand that ball and you made an error, you know, and so it, we, we, I tried to separate those two things, and, and, and the rule was no baseball talk once we reached the house. You know, it was a, it was a, it was just a dad, hey, how's your day type situation. Um, yeah. You know, that was one thing that really, cause like I said, there was many nights that we'd walk in the house, he'd go his way and I'd go mine because I didn't want to talk to him and he definitely didn't want to talk to me. And it was right. something that we had to find a way, a common ground that that can't happen. 
You know, it's the relationship with my son's a lifetime. Baseball is just a small part of it. Right. What kind of effect did that have kind of on the whole family? I think, I mean, in general, I think, I guess, a better environment, you know, as far as, you know, and we're, I've got four children, and, you know, my wife and I have been married 19 years, and so, you know, when I look at it, you you look at it as a story, it's a storybook type um, relationship, and our family's great, and, you know, and, 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 and outsiders probably don't see that. But, you know, when you're struggling with with those forms of problems with your children in athletics, it, it's difficult, you know, and, um, and it's difficult for everyone. And all four of my children are in sports, and and it, it definitely, he's my oldest, and so it definitely helped us um, be different with the other three. Right, right. Let me ask you a question. When you, when you it's funny that you said when, you know, now he's more passionate about it. So a lot of the guys I talk to, you, you know, they're, it, it's not just uh, baseball per se, but there, there's this added, there's this added, added pressure put to baseball that doesn't apply to other activities they do, right? Uh, so there's, there's kind of like this clock that's running, right? You got to make this level by the time you're 12 and this level, by, you know, make the high school teammates. Nobody has that same clock for their math skills, you know? We know, we understand the process of them learning math, right? Where there's no pressure, additional pressure put on, maybe rare circumstances, but the general kid, you know, it's much more common in athletics, like this clock is kind of running, so there's pressure to achieve all these things. And that's when the dads feel the pressure, like, yeah, let's go hit, let's take ground balls, let's do this. When you switched, what did you, did he lose anything as a player, or is he kind of right where he, he should be? I think he gained. I, I think yeah. he. Yeah. <laughs> I think he found that 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 because I, I felt when I was pushing him that he kind of pushed back a little bit and didn't put forth the effort that that I was demanding at the time. And um, like I said, once once I just stepped back and became a dad, not a coach, you know, because the the coach's son, there's so much added pressure to him without dad even saying anything you know his coach's son's supposed to be the best hitter the best fielder the best pitcher he's supposed to be the one that's got the best attitude he's supposed to be the the leader and and you know all those different things and and he has so much pressure put on himself just through those without even the game of baseball and and you know it's trying to trying to rechannel all that um for him was, you know, one of those processes that we went through. And um, like I said, I think after after all this happened, you know, it's he doesn't miss a day at the gym. He hits on his own. He, you know, I go throw to him when he asks me. I never ask him to go hit any additional yeah. outside of practice. But he knows that if he comes to me and says, Dad, can we go hit, then I'll take him out. But I've never... I've never came to him since that day and said, hey, let's go hit. I let him dictate that. That way, you know, if 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 he's got fired and wants to do it, then we're going to do it. But I'm never going to push it again. So to the dad listening, like, I hope you heard that. 
You know, I know the pressures you feel. I know the political structures of youth baseball and tournament and the elite and stuff like that. But um, understand that when you, you know, you, when you apply pressure in, in certain areas where, you know, the kid is going to resist naturally, right? Parents, the kids don't rebel um, against their aunts and uncles. They rebel, they rebel against their parents. You know, and, and that's what they're going to do. You know, they're going to, their first instinct is when the pressure gets to be too great, they're going to rebel. And I think one of the, and this is a curious question I have for you, when he started to show some interest early on in baseball, and I think that's when it happens, like 9, 10 years old, say, oh, my kid likes baseball. Let's go down this road, and my kid is good at something, he's interested at something, and I can teach it to him. You know, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's where a lot of parents go down that road but at some point, he stopped being 9 and 10, right? He stopped being, started being 11 and 12 and 13 and 14. And when they're 9 and 10, you know, like, they don't, you know, what are they, you know, they're kids. They're, they're little kids, you know, and, and as time goes on, they change. Do you feel that sometimes we keep that same mindset? I don't know if I made sense with that, but, you know, like that we think like, oh, he was passionate about it when he was 9, you know, because 9-year-olds think about farts, boogers, and baseball, you know. And then, I, you know, when he's 13, you know, he's, he's seen, oh, there's more stuff in the world, and there's girls, and there's this stuff, and my friends are going to the movies, and, you know, he wants to hunt, he wants to fish. Do you feel like that's where we get lost sometimes? Definitely. I think, you know, I think as a young kid, and, I mean, I believe Braxton probably start around age seven, you yeah. know, he started, he started baseball because dad was a college baseball player. Right. You know, if. If Dad was a college lacrosse, maybe that's what we'd be doing today. I, you know, I don't know, and and you know, I think we we, I don't say we force our children into into athletics and to the sport that we w- wanted to be great in and and played in college, and but I think that's the one we feel comfortable with coaching. So we that's what they start playing, and then we had that passion, but. You know that passion's developed over time, and and at six, seven, eight, nine years old, your son's just wanting to be like their dad because yeah. it's dad yep. in baseball. And then, you know, the teenage years start coming, and there's there's that that testosterone change and hormone change, and and all of a sudden, you know, dad may not be right all the time, and and you know what, I just I'm tired of being yelled at about it, and. And there's there's a difference. It's 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 a change in in adolescence and age and and like I said, it's yeah. a it's a tough bridge sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not a bridge you see coming. You know, it's, there's no. no signs that say, hey, you know, next week your kid's going to discover girls. You know, <laughs> that's how the, you know there's there's no GPS guiding us along that way, right? It's like kind of one day, um, you know, they. Uh, you know, all of a sudden they're in the bathroom and they're, they're they're looking at their hairstyle a little bit more, you know, and they're kind of you know watching what they wear, and all of a sudden they're they've ch- they're changing, you know, they're changing. It's 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 not this thing that kind of you get, you know, on their thirteenth birthday, all this is going to change. You know, there's there's just no roadmaps for it, are there? Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and and I and every kid's different, you know, as far as even in your own in my own family trying to raise the the other three you know every kid responds differently so it's 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 listening to your podcast it's listening to you know um, other people and other parents to try to how to handle situations and 
it's definitely a blessing, you know, to hear other stories. Yeah. yeah. What, what's been uh, outside of this lesson for, what about for you personally as, as, cause you have a background in coaching and, and playing. What's the biggest lesson that baseball taught you? You know, I, I think it's adversity. You know, this, this great game is, is a game of failure and being able to get up when you're down and, and, and just, you know, with my son just having, you know, hitting that adversity and, and being able to get up. I think the, the game of baseball teaches so many life skills that, you know, we talk with our high school kids all the time that, that you can learn so many things just on this great game. And, you know, we owe this game so much and, and the, the adversity that hits you every game, there's some form of adversity and it's, it's how you get back up in, in life. You know, you're going to go through trouble, trouble times. You're going to get fired. You're going to get removed from your position or, you know, a divorce or something's going to happen. And, and hopefully the life lessons you've learned through baseball that those are going to help you later. And so that's, that's definitely been something that I can remember, you know, just going through college baseball and, and the struggles. And, and I think it's definitely prepared me as a better person, better coach and, and help in that all aspects of my life. Yeah, I would say if you're on the game frame, help this little callus over your soul. You know that you know you can't not be, you can't play the game for any length of time without you know uh, uh, kind of you know learning to to endure um, a lot of failures. So, uh, what would you say, kind of to put this on the runway here? What would you say to the, to the parents that are listening? We have parents that are from. 7 to 17, you, you have that unique experience of coaching older kids and then coaching your kids up. What would you say to the dads who are kind of along the way on the journey here? Just take a step back and, and be a dad. You know, the, the baseball is going to end. You know, there's a small percentage of kids that go to college. You know, just enjoy, enjoy the time you get with them. Enjoy the relationship. It's all going to work out in the end. If if they're meant to go play college baseball and MLB baseball, it's going to happen. They're, it's going to come out, and it's it's all going to work. But, you know, be a father because life's short, and and the last thing I want is regrets as being a dad and raising my child that we don't like each other when he's 30 because of how I was when he was around 9 to 17. And... Well, I want to win baseball games because he's a big part of my program. At the end of the day, I, I want to be able to go to his house and be with his, his children and, and be a grandpa and someone that he respects because I, I was a dad first. Right. And, I mean, that's, that's, I would recommend any father coach that's dealing with those situations. Just take a deep breath, step back and be dad. You know, and there's enough time, right? You could do some yeah. other things. You don't have to take 900 ground balls a day. Uh, there's some time to do other things. Yeah. A- answer that question as a high school coach. Now, I'm curious to see, like, what you know, like, because, you know, it's, I always found it different. Uh, you, you know, when I coached, uh, you know, I had a relationship with the parents, right, coach-parent relationship. Um, and now, like, my kids are starting to play sports, and I'm, now I'm sitting in the bleachers, and it's really different. <laughs> yeah, it's really different uh, when, when you're you're hearing kind of everything that's said. <clears throat> what would you say as a high school coach to the parents um, that are listening? 
Oh, you know, to the to the high school, the parents, you know, always have my meeting. I have my meeting each year um, with my parents, and I, you know, I tell them. I said, listen, one, my wife's in the stands. You know, there's, there's, there's. So I, I ask, you know, to be respectful, to understand, and it's hard as even being a dad in the stands. I've got a daughter that wrestles, you know, and me being a former high school wrestler, you know, not trying to undermine anything that's happening um, on on the mats or anywhere that just be a cheerleader in the stands. You know, the coaches are going to – coaches are going to critique. Coaches are going to help them with their uh, performance. But what you need to be is a cheerleader. Be someone that's just going to say, hey, good job. You know, cheer them up. They don't, they don't need to hear the, the dad from the stands that's yelling – Swing the bat, you know, and and they're all up there wanting success. None of them going up there for failure, and right, just you know, be be that dad that that really promotes your son as far as doing good things, and 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 let let him just be a player. Yeah, absolutely. So that's perfect. So, uh, Donnie, thank you so much for being a guest. I, I really appreciate your time and just. Uh, Beautiful message, and you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Hey, guys. It's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Pollard Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So again, thank you so much and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com all the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.